0: Today we have Pastor Ken as our uh, guest speaker. Um, We will be reading from the book of Nehemiah, so I will go ahead and do the scripture reading. Nehemiah 1, uh, 1 through 11. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Kisleva, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that has survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you redeem by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayers of this, your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was cupbearer to the king. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God.
1: All right. Okay. You know, uh, actually, I prepared a message, great message for you guys. Uh, I've been working on the passage and, you know, meditated and, I sent actually the sermon note to Julia and until this actually uh, morning and uh, after KM service I felt like maybe I should share what I shared to KM members to you guys so you never actually I never had this kind of experience but maybe uh, God wants to say something for our EMers. so I'm going to I'm going to share uh Maya 1 1, three, eleven. 11, a man of prayer, and Nehemiah. Uh, I want to begin with a question. When is the most important day of the week? When is the most important day of the week? To you, what is the most important day of the week? Anyone Sunday? Yeah. Sabbath, right? Sunday, right? I consider uh, Sunday the most important day of the week. Not because I'm a pastor. But Sunday is the first day of the week where you come before the presence of God and worship Him. Worship is so important in our lives, right? Uh, We do worship every day. We ought to worship God every single day of our lives, right? But Sunday is the beginning of the week. And we acknowledge God uh, publicly as a corporate worship. We lift His name high. And receive the word and offer prayer. So I believe the Sunday is the most important day of the week. What about the month? Anyone? Anyone try month? Month of January. Every month is important, but month of January, is, I think, I consider is the most important month of the year. Why? Because January is the first month of the year. If you give your first month to the Lord. I, this is, you know, it's not in the Bible, okay? I believe it's so important. You can really give less of your month to the Lord. Especially today is the first month of the day, first day of the year, and happened to be the Sunday, right? January 1st. Praise God. Praise God. And you are here to worship the Lord, which is so thankful that you are here in the house of the Lord, offering corporate worship to the Lord. Reason I chose this passage for our KM, which happened to share with you for EMers, I think it's very important. You know, for KMs we're doing the Book of John. I'm doing the you know study Book of John's, and we're on chapter six. And I'm going to stop preaching that, and I'm going to uh, spend some time. Especially this month of January. And beginning of Tuesday, the Nehemiah will continue in early morning prayer. 5.30. If you're interested, please join us. 5.30 is too early? No. It is early. Yes, it is early. But but you can give five days out of 365 days, right? It's It's not bad, right? I think God's going to raise men and women with prayer. If we really uh, dedicate our lives in the presence of God and begin to acknowledge Jesus and begin to offer a prayer to Jesus Christ, you will see differences in your journey of this year. That's how I see it. Let me share Lehemiah, he lived in so many years ago right let me briefly share about his historical background remember northern kingdom and southern kingdom israelite david's kingdom divided into two kingdoms northern kingdom and southern kingdom northern kingdom destroyed by assyrian you don't even know assyrian right bc 722 and southern kingdom destroyed by babylonian B.C. 586. Two minds of Jews, they never thought the temple would be destroyed. Because temple means God. How can God be diseased and destroyed, right? So to them, it was shocking. My goodness, our temple, Jerusalem, is destroyed. And they were exiled to Babylonia. They were living in the foreign land. Over 70 years. It was sad. Dark. Period of time. And Persia actually took over Babylonian kingdom after 70 years. And new king, new, under new leadership, they started to send the uh, Jewish back to their homeland. First, second, and third. Different Time zone, different leadership. They were beginning to send them to their home. And Nehemiah, he was, I would say, fourth generation. Who lived who were born in Gentile land and grew up in Gentile land. And he he became a cupbearer of a king. Cupbearer is very important, you know, like position. He was talking to the king. This king discussed with cupbearers, many things. And he was considered to be smart and probably faithful person, trustworthy person. So king can really talk to him on the same table and share the things. So he was actually a powerful person, powerful figure. But when he heard, this is how the passage began. The word of the son of Hakiliah, in the month of Kishli in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. Susa is the capital of the, the city of that Persia. Uh, Hanai, one of my brothers, came from Judah with, with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They say to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in the great trouble and disgrace. They are in the great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and the gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fast and pray before the God of heaven. Can you imagine? This guy's fourth generation. Some of you got second generation, right? When something happened in, you know, Korea or motherland, would you respond like that? You guys are American, right? I consider myself Korean American, so I you know this is my country. Yes, I agree. Even second generation may think that way, but I'm talking about third and fourth generation. When you he heard that, he began to weep. He wept before the Lord. He proclaimed the fasting and began to pray. Four months. When you look at chapter 2, he's been praying for four months, fasting and pray. There's something we need to learn from uh, Ramayah. He began to pray. You know what? This is the distinctiveness of man and woman of God. When you face problems, you begin to face, begin to see God's presence. Now you go after a person and try to resolve the problems, but you seek after God, seek after His face, seek after His presence every one of us have problems who wouldn't have problems all of us have problems all our worlds are broken in a way intellectually financially physically spiritually many ways the only way to rebuild the broken world is to pray seeking God's presence so I, I, I'm sure there's a value, the lesson that we can learn from man of prayer, Nehemiah. this simple uh, point, Prayer begins with the lifting name of God. I love, you know, where, where you guys did praise him, let us in prayer. The praise today, we are lifting up, you know, the name of the Lord. This is how Liam I responds. Then I say, "Oh Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps His covenant of love with those who love Him and obey His command." That's how he began his prayer. After fasting and prayed, he didn't go after you know, King, since he you know he had, King was his friend, right? But he didn't do that. He first went to the Lord and lifted up His name, not bring up with all the list of, you know, prayer. God, I want you to answer these prayers. Rather than that, he lift up the name of God. As I was preparing this message, the song, uh, How uh, How Great Is Our God, the song came into my mind. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? You know, I was meditating that, the uh, That really touched me. The expression like this, the Splendor of a king. Wow. It's clothed in majesty. He wrapped himself in light and darkness tried to hide. What expression? And tremble at his voice. When he talks, when Jesus talks, people tremble at his voice. Age to age he stands. 2022, he was there. 2023, he is here. He's gonna be 2024, and you know, year after year, age to age he stands, and time is in his hand. Your time, my time, in his hand. Isn't that awesome? Beginning and the end. The Godhead, three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, Lion, and the Lamb. He is the lion, same time he's the lamb. All will see how great is our God. Everyone will profess their, their you know, confession to, before the Lord. Indeed, you are the Lord, 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 King of kings. When is it going to happen? One day, right? But this is my challenge for all of us. You can profess that faith right now. If you begin to lift His name high, He's going to leave it Himself to us. And glory will come upon us. That's how I believe. Having a fame means his presence becomes more real and real every day. His presence more real than yesterday. That happens when we begin to lift his name high. So when you pray, uh Always begin with adoration. Always begin with lifting his name high. Disciple of Jesus Christ asked Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Follow of John, the Baptist, you know, he was teaching his followers in how to pray, but please teach us. This is how he taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, Hallow be your name, your kingdom come. That was it. Father, you know what that means? In Arabic, that means Ava, Ava Father, Abba. That's what they means. Intimate God. God is intimate God. God who hears you. He's intimate God. He's powerful God, all knowing, all powerful. And He is our Father. He's whom we are addressing our prayer to. I mean, isn't that awesome? He is your father. So we begin with lifting his name. A second point is this. Repentance prayer is needed. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open. I can't really see this part here. Here, and prayer your servant is praying before you, Day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelite, including myself and my father's house. I mean, he's a fourth generation. Our ancestor committed sin. Sorry to them. It's not my sin, but, but that's. He didn't pray like that. He said, "I and my ancestor." Pray. Have committed sin against you I think it's so important Sometimes we try to, start to blame others No resolution No answer When you begin to blame others Pointing fingers to others You cannot rebuild the broken world You can But when you begin to admit It is my fault Yes, I'm part of it. When you begin to repent, God's going to restore the brokenness. What is broken to you? Which word is broken to you? Physically, financially, relationally—what what is it? Sometimes it's hard to admit. I'm, sometimes as a pastor Sometimes I'm so hard to admit That's not really my fault You know, this happening That guy, because of him, because of her You know so hard to admit that But God is telling me, hey, you know what You are part of it <laughs> Restoration begins with Repentance You know what, we need repentance We need to repent We do really repent You cannot just say, you know what? You can't simply just, you know, you can't compromise. Sin is a sin. You have to admit it. Sin is a sin. Oh, you know what? That's, you know. No, we have to depend. Tim, My wife, Julie, loves Tim Keller. Pastor Tim Keller. And she recently found out every Saturday before the Sunday, he spent hours in repentance I was like, for what? I mean, hours? He's 70 years old, you know, pastor. What, what sin did he commit? It? I mean, you know. Ever since he was a kid, since he was the first child, he had an issue of getting approval from others. So he has to really, I mean, he's a nice guy, so try to please everybody, you know. But God revealed to him, that's the sin. So he, sp- he sp- spends hours in repentance every Saturday. No wonder his message is so graceful. I, I spoke with uh, two our KM members, the Reverend Han kyung He was the, uh, the, one of the most respectful, uh, prominent pastor in Korea. He served Youngnak Church in Seoul, and um, he won the Templeton Award, which is like Nobel Prize for the religious organization. In 1992, he won the award. And on award speech, you know what he said? I'm a sinner. I don't deserve to receive this kind of award because during the Japanese occupation, I bowed down before the Shinto. There's so many you know, pastors, they bow down before the Shinto temple. And many of the other pastors didn't do it. And they got, you know, persecution. Many of them actually died because they didn't really bow down to the Shinto. Pastor Han said, you know, I, I was one of the persons bowed down before the Shinto uh, fallen god, idol. I don't deserve this. No wonder his life was... He was so humble, man of God. He was always humble. He didn't, he didn't try to reveal himself. I'm sure he, every, maybe single days of his life, he thought about that incident. So maybe he was living the life of repentance. And that's the way you can rebuild brokenness. <laughs> Lastly, uh, oh, I want to read past. If my people who are called by my, my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Yes, simple. Formula is very simple. Last point is this prayer is listening. Not only offer prayer. Sometimes, you know, when you pray, we just come up with a list. This is my <laughs> prayer list. Then just you know, keep offering him and okay bye God see you later and you know you just go home, and that's not where you communicate communicate with others right? You you talk you listen you talk you listen. I like the uh, Mother Teresa once She was invited by uh, CBS, I think it was 2020, it was one of the you know TV show. And she she was interviewed by uh, an anchor named John uh, Dan matter and he asked a question. Because she was interesting, this lady. Uh, what do you pray? What do you really pray? What kind of prayer do you offer to the Lord? You know what she said? She said, you know, I listen. I didn't expect that kind of answer. And <laughs> she said, then what does God say to you? And she said, God listens too. Prayer, definitely this part, Listening. How can you listen to the voice of the Lord? God used the scripture, right, to speak to us. But when you come before the presence of God, when you're trying to be still in quietness, He speaks. Sometimes our voice is too loud. So many, we always turn the violence up and turn the, so many, you know, destruction is, is there. So we have so many voices. Voice from parents, voice from friends, and, you know, media. Oh, my goodness. How can you hear the voice of the Lord when there are so many voices out there? James Hamilton's book, uh, I think The Difference was the the title of the book. Uh, You know, before the refrigerator was invented uh, in America, they preserved the food uh, with ice, blocks of ices so they actually uh, build an ice house so during the winter they you know prepare big blocks of ices ice on the lake or you know waters and they put them in the house ice houses and there's no they tightly you know close the door and no window and they keep the food and that becomes a refrigerator for like six months. Isn't that amazing? And in his book, the, God, the worker, he lost his watch. And he couldn't find it. The little kid said, you know, I think I can find that watch, lost watch. So he went inside and came back with a watch in his hand. So they asked him, how did you, you find it? What he did, he closed the door. Actually, you put the Ice blocks And put the sawdust on top He said he lay down on the sawdust And he Became completely silent Then you begin to hear Sound Of watch How, how does the sound The watch sounds Is it tickling That's how he found the watch God is telling us be still and know that I'm your God. Be still and know that I'm your God. Actually, verse 11 is the passage that I uh, came up with that uh, insight. Uh, this is what I said, O oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servant who delight in the delivering your name give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. And all of a sudden, he said, I was copyer to the king. When I read the pastor, why did he say that? You know, he seek God's face first, he depend to the Lord. As we spend time in prayer, he realized that he was cupbearer to the king. Meaning, oh, I think I can talk to King about this matter. He first went to the Lord, right? Offer his prayer to the Lord. And I think that's the moment that God gave him the wisdom. The true, I mean the, you know, like wisdom revealed. So my recommendation for all of you guys: spend time in prayer. Spend time in prayer. Prayer with repentance, and also prayer with listening. You need quietness. Um, I want to actually recommend you to come 5:30, even though it's Korean service. Trying to sit before the Lord, listen. I want to end my message with story. Ivan uh, Roberts, do you know Ivan Roberts? He's the one who actually initiate the Welsh revival in England, 1904 and 1905. Actually that revival actually moved on to Ajusa movement here in Revival, 1907, 6, then they moved to the even Pyongyang Great Revival. So, but he was only 26 years old. Did you know that? He worked with his dad in, in mine. He, he, he didn't get education. He was a miner, you know, digging. And, I mean, at a young age, like 11 to like 23. One day he, but you know, the, the funny thing was, not funny, but he was he a was man of prayer. He spent hours in prayer. One day he went up to pastor, Pastor Kent. Actually, his name. No, just kidding. And he said, Pastor, can I talk to people? I said, but you, you are, I mean, sorry, but you're nobody. I mean, you don't have credential, and you're not a preacher. How can you preach? People will not listen. But he was so sincere. His pastor said, okay, I'll let you talk. So 70 people gather. How many we have here? Maybe 17. Okay. 70 people, including pastor, when Ivan when Roberts speaks, all of them repent. And they stood before the Lord. They were with him. Within five months, 10,000 people came to know the Lord through this guy, old and normal, you know, Ivan Roberts, 26 years old, young guy. He's been praying for revival for England for many years. Can you, I mean, can you believe that? Within two years, two million people came to the Lord. I was like, wow. You know, as a pastor, I'm interested in this kind of, what did he speak? And as a speaker, I was like, ah, I wonder what, what, what he spoke, you know, what was his message about? I searched. Didn't research and found out. This is the four main thing. Confess all known sin, receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Simple message. Confess all known sin, receive being the forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Remove anything in your life that you are in doubt or feel unsure about. Be ready to obey the Holy Spirit instantly. When He speaks, don't delay. And publicly confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Is this easy in our setting? Not at all. We were anti-Christian setting, you know, the culture that we're living in. But I thought, oh, okay. This should be our message as a Christian. But same time, it was very impact and influenced people because it was a man of prayer. So my challenge to uh, all of you, uh, I believe that that's why I I changed the message today. God is looking for the man and woman of prayer who can impact not only our own family, not only our own own church, but this generation. Through Ivan, Robert, through Lehemiah, God performed the miracle. The building was rebuilt in 52 days. It's amazing! Wow. Would you join me in prayer? I want to say this: You are not here uh, by accident. I'm not. I'm talking about uh, your life. Your life is not accident. You are fearfully, wonderfully made. You just cannot waste. God-given life. You are so precious. That's why Jesus died for you. God truly wants us to live the life, life in abundance. Life that really matters, life that really counts. And Without seeking God's face, without prayer, nothing can be done. We do admit that we have many problems. We have broken walls all around us. God wants to use you to rebuild a broken world. And God is challenging you, calling you today, can you be Ivan Roberts, Lehemiah in 21st century? I pray that you and I instantly obey to the Holy Spirit and be true instrument of the Lord. I want to spend a little, like, 30 seconds or minute in prayer. As we reflect the message that you have heard, I want you to sincerely offer prayer to the Lord. Then I will continue uh, communion afterward. Let's pray together, Father God. Father Lord. destroy us christ came so that we have a life life in abundance father we truly want to live abundant life you are providing for us in the year 2023 lord god holy spirit holy spirit come and empower your children father god empower your children each one of us father God. we are the soldiers army of christ Jesus, Lord Jesus, bless us, Lord Jesus.